Hello and welcome once again to the Try and Keep Up, the podcast. And if you're listening to this, you're keeping up. And I greatly appreciate this is JT. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk to the man, Scotty Polachek. This was back at uh, the Four Wides and ZMAX. And I was uh, at this event uh, because of the support of Pablo Gonzalez. So this session is credited to Pablo Gonzalez Racing. You can find him at pg2racing.com, and you can find him on Facebook and Instagram at Pablo Gonzalez Racing. So, without further ado, let's go talk to Mr. Scotty Polachek, NHRA, pro stock motorcycle, drag racer, and one awesome dude. This is JT, Try and Keep Up podcast. We have, I think I have to, I need to think of a new line, because I keep saying the one, and I'm like, we're going to say... The man, Scotty Polachek. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing really good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, before we get started, I will remind everybody that I may not, I don't go back and look at interviews, old interviews and stuff, so we're going to ask questions that you've probably already been asked, So, but let's keep it simple and say, who is Scotty Polachek from your point of view? That's okay. I don't mind answering stuff that I've already answered because <laughs> I usually know the answers. That makes it a little easier. Um, you know, I'm just a small-town bracket racer from Central Point, Oregon, who is getting to live his dream, you know, out here on the NHRA Camping World Pro Stock Motorcycle Tour. It's what I, you know, always strived to do and wanted to do, and uh, we've been lucky enough, you know, to be out here for a long time and have some success, so we're, uh, you know, just a little guy living our dream out here on the NHRA Tour. Well, uh, where'd you start racing? Where? Yeah, where were you at when you started racing? What were you on? Or in, if you were in cars? So, the first thing I ever drag raced was a 73 Chevy Nova that I had before I even had my driver's license. So, I was just kind of a hot rod kid who, you know, wanted to go fast. And so, as soon as I got my license and could drive, I was out at our local drag strip running down the track. Oh, wow. Uh, Family? Any drag racers in the family? Uh, No. Past or present? No. so when I started, it was just a bunch of my friends who were all, you know, just hot rod kids. And we all had a car, and so we'd all work on our stuff, you know, together, and then we'd all go out to the racetrack. Uh, started, you know, doing that, and then about a year later, I got my first motorcycle, and been kind of hooked on the motorcycle thing ever since. <laughs> when you think back of those days with your buddies, what one, what one memory sticks out for you? Like maybe a fun weekend, crazy weekend? So, I don't, I don't think there was a particular weekend like that. It was just we were all so driven, you know, to make our cars better and make them faster. And it was always about, you know, changing this and changing that and getting the next part, you know, and saving up money for, you know, whatever it was you needed. You know, because everybody wanted to go faster than the other guy. But we all worked together and, and helped each other, you know, work on the cars. And then when we'd go out to the track, you know, it was just kind of like a big team of all of us buddies. Oh. Like, it was always, always about wanting to go fast. Okay. And what was your first competition win? Um, God, it was so long ago. Um, <laughs> Make it, you think. It, it was just a, a race at my local track, you know, just um, winning, you know, my class, you know, like on a Saturday night type of deal. Okay. Nothing, nothing big. What were you on? Uh, my my Nova. Your Nova. Your Nova that you were on. So yeah. What was first? What was your first motorcycle that you were running? It was a 1986 Yamaha FJ 1200. 
street bike that I bought brand new when I was, I think, 17. And as soon as I got it, uh, took it out to the racetrack, and it ran 1090s, which back in the day, that, that was the fastest street bike on the planet back in the day. And uh, just really, really loved that motorcycle. Ran high school drags with that motorcycle. That got me on the path of the motorcycle thing. It just started, you know, creeping up from there, buying faster bikes and faster bikes. My mom was never a big fan of motorcycles. What did your parents think when you started getting into it? My dad was a huge motorcycle guy, yeah. and my mom was not. And she was very against me getting a motorcycle. <laughs> um, I wanted a motorcycle ever since I was a little kid, and I finally was able to talk her into letting me get a motocross bike when I was in sixth grade with the help of my dad <laughs> talking her into it. She didn't like it very much, but she went along with it and let me do it. And, uh, she's still not a big fan of motorcycles. <laughs> what kind of bikes did your dad ride? Uh, he started out with Harley-Davidson's. He did that for a long time, and then he had BMWs. Oh, wow. And him and I put a lot of miles on his BMW riding all over the country and that was that was a really good uh, good time oh that's got to be cool that's got to be some yeah. good stuff so. i even got him to uh, bring his bmw out to the drag strip a few times <laughs> how'd he do he did good <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun now obviously you're at a whole nother level now and you're winning hint hint if y'all don't know by now you're not paying attention to motorsports <laughs> <laughs> you know this is you know such an awesome you know, program to be able to, you know, come out here and run Pro Stock Motorcycle. Uh, you know, ever since I started drag racing, you know, to me that was, you know, the top of the mountain, you know, where I wanted to go. And uh, just the fact that, you know, we've been able to come out here and do it for such a long time and, you know, and have some pretty good success, you know, is really, really satisfying. It's, uh, it's a huge team sport. I'm just the lucky guy that gets to get on and ride it. Um, you know, there's lots of other people that do all the other stuff, you know, that goes along with this. Um, you know, Matt and Angie Smith, you know, they have a phenomenal team. We've got four bikes and all four bikes run really well and they they do all their own R&D and their engine work and all that kind of stuff to put this program together. And then we've got Awesome crew guys. Michael Ray is our crew guy that does everything on our motorcycle when we're at the races. Um, it's it's really neat for me because I never have to worry about the motorcycle. You know, Michael takes phenomenal care of it. You know, nothing's ever left undone. You know, just no stress there for me at all. Um, we got Nate Kendrick who works on Matt's bike, and he's kind of the leader of the the crew guys and uh, gets everything done. You know, when it's supposed to be. Chip Ellis uh, comes and races with us sometimes. Sometimes he's riding, sometimes he's working on Angie's bike. Um, that guy's a wealth of knowledge and a phenomenal rider. Uh, you know, it's just a really, really neat program. You know, great, great getaway for us to come, you know, do this stuff on the weekends. And uh, you're, and it's a question I've asked just about every pro stock bike. So uh, pro stock, as soon as I learn how to speak, pro stock driver. All right. Speech, I had something else I got to work on, mental note. Um, 
pro stock motorcycle what's the passion for you personally so i mean what, what why does it drive you so much why pro stock motorcycle why not go to do pro street or pro extreme or something like that well you know i what do you i always it? really liked the pro stock motorcycle deal because you know everybody that i looked up to in the motorcycle you know racing stuff you know like john myers and dave schultz you know and guys like that that's where they were at and what they were doing and it was the most visible because it was on tv and you know they were the ones racing with the kenny bernsteins and john forces you know of the world that kind of stuff and it just drew me to all of that you know to be at the same event you know with all the top fuel cars and that kind of thing because what I really, really wanted to do, my buddy Antron Brown stole my dream. <laughs> he went from pro stock motorcycles to top field dragsters, which is what I always wanted to do was top field dragsters. Mm -hmm. uh, just because that was the quickest, fastest thing on the planet. And so my driving force was always to go faster and faster, you know, and uh, it doesn't get any faster in top field dragsters. So I'm, I'm still waiting for that one to happen. <laughs> Still hopeful? Yes. Um, now, the do you think a lot of, like, um, obviously you have people that, like, they'll troll the NHRA or they'll troll XDA. Do you think they a lot of people just forget how much history there is here when they're out there barking up a tree? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of that. You know, there's, there's so many different, you know, forms of drag racing and things now and, uh, you know, different stuff that is on TV that, you know, Definitely not everybody knows, you know, the NHRA story and, and how all that stuff came about. But you know, to me, anything, anything drag racing, anything that's fast, you know, it, it's all good. It's got to be good though, because you're contributing to that history. I mean, you're 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 here participating, but you're winning, and you're you're not just participating. Obviously, everybody wants to win, but I mean, you're participating and becoming ingrained in it. I mean, every every win drives you deeper into that history. Do you ever look at it from that point of view? This is me from a media guy looking at it from the outside. He's like, okay, I'm participating, but when you win, uh, it does put you at a different level in that history bracket. So, it, it is neat, you know, when you think about the history, you know, things that are going on, you know, and I mean, for the most part, you know, we're just out here and, and you know, it feels like you're struggling, you know, to do good and to win and, you know, the winds are just so huge because, you know, for the vast majority of us, you know, they're kind of few and far between. But there are things, you know, that happen along the way, you know, like uh, getting in the Denso 200 mile an hour club, you know, things like that that are really, really special. Um, you know, if you have a, a track record, um, or if you have a track record in Atlanta that nobody's ever going to beat because the track's not going to be there anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, things. Yeah. Things like that that are, you know, neat to, uh, you know, say that you accomplished something. Uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of good stuff, you know, to look forward to and to try and achieve out here. Now, obviously, your other half, Susan, works just as hard as you do. She's always behind the scenes doing stuff. What do you all like to do when you're not, a, when you're not racing? You know, I'm so lucky that Susan is my partner because she has just as much you know, time and energy and love for this sport as I do, you know, if not more sometimes. Sometimes I, I feel like, you know, I'll be down or something and she's pushing me and pushing me and, 
telling me, you know, hey, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to just keep going and, and make it work. And I know a lot of, you know, wives, you know, would rather their husbands did something different, you know, and, and don't want to go racing. And so I'm lucky that, you know, she's my partner and loves it like I do and wants to do it and wants to go to all the races and be involved. And, and she does, you know, a ton of stuff, you know, for the team, you know, She's my own personal travel agent, media person, <laughs> PR person. Um, you know, she takes care of all that stuff and, and does a lot of stuff for the class. And it's just really neat, you know, to be able to do that. But when when we're not racing, um, we like to go camping, you know, take the kids and the grandson camping. Um, you know, we love to travel, um, play a little golf here and there, you know, that kind of stuff. So, very cool. Very good. Uh, um, you said you got a little grandbaby. So. Yep, Colby Jackson, Kobe. six years old. Um, he's the greatest thing on the planet. <laughs> he loves going camping with us, and you know, we get to hang out with him all the time and play and do all kinds of stuff. And really, really neat, you know, to to have that little guy around and get to do stuff with him. Oh, I've got older boys, but. They ain't made me a grandfather yet. So. <laughs> well, you'll love it when you finally get the grandbaby. You're like, man, that's that's way better than the kid. I'll take the grandbaby. <laughs> My mom used to say the good thing about grandkids, you get to send them home. Yep. yep. <laughs> My mom always made a comment there that you give them sugar before you do that. Exactly. So. <laughs> Payback. So, now, um, obviously, we're uh, here in North Carolina. We're at Z-Max and um, the Four Whites. Um, how is that? different than your traditional side-by-side drag racing? This is a question I know has been asked before, but let's ask it again. So it, it's a really good question because the four-wide stuff is a lot different. Um, I know, you know, it's just adding two more lanes and two more bikes, but there's a, there's a lot more going on for the rider because the staging is different, um, you know, the tree is different. Um, depending on which lane you're in, you know, the noise is different. So it takes a lot more focus. Um, it's just something that, you know, you, you have to be really smooth and really steady and um, it takes more concentration, you know, and we have such a short attention span that sometimes that gets a little tough. So I like it just because of the challenge and, you know, it's, it's a neat, spectacle you know for the fans um i've i've always enjoyed it ever since we've been doing the four wide so i, I like it is there any like is there a in your case where you got the four lined up is there in your case if you have your choice which lane which position would you want to be in which one do you favor to me you know either one or four you know the outside lanes are are kind of you know the preferred spot um you know, everybody's different, but to me, I, I think that simplifies it just a little bit, being in one of those. Now, I know covering racers for as long as I have, though, what I, I know y'all get incredibly focused when you get up at the line, but if you are in the center, um, is that, is the sound different? Is the presence different? Like if you're sitting in one of those inside lines? It's definitely different, um, you know, like especially with the motorcycles because you could have a V-twin on one side, you could have a Suzuki on the other side, and if you're in two or three, you know, you have bikes on both sides of you. If you're in one and four, you know, it's more like normal where you only have bikes on one side. So okay. 
it, it, that's one of the things that makes it a lot different. Okay. Interesting. That, that was a meat question. <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> now, the, um, now, obviously, technology is growing. New motors are coming along and things like that. Um, from your experience, because obviously you've been doing this well, um, my, my prediction early on was that the 200 mile, mark, 200 mile an hour mark is going to become more common because clearly we're inch, I mean, clearly you can see it inching mm. up. So, sure. um, what do you see the future in that? I mean, I, I see 200 becoming more common, but what's your take on it from your experience? I think it definitely will become more common. You know, as things advance, you know, they come out with, you know, Suzuki's got a four valve motor now, so that makes more power. You know, it takes power like that, you know, for the mile an hour to go 200. Um, you know, the aerodynamics change. You know, it's like nothing nothing ever stays the same. You know, somebody's always progressing, coming up with something new, you know, making more power and making better aerodynamics. So you kind of have, you know, nowhere to go but up, you know, as far as that kind of stuff goes. All right. And we know you got a ton of work to do, and as you can tell, people coming back and forth, but that's okay. All right, these are conversations, and we can have background noise. We're all right. Um, but I'm going to let this gentleman get back to work, and uh, I appreciate you sitting down, but the season's early, so I'm, I, I know you're going to win more. I know you're going to do well, so we'll sit down and talk again. And uh, you're more than welcome to reach out to me if you ever want to be on here, and we'll make sure uh, we give... Susan, hey Susan, we'll give Susan a shout out. She's in the background, people, so. Hello! Maybe, I gotta give her a shout out. Maybe we'll get her interviewed next time. <laughs> All right, we'll make sure we get Susan next time. So. All right. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you sitting down with me. You bet. Thank you. Anytime. I appreciate y'all keeping up today and listening to another fantastic guest and their stories, and they've agreed to come on and do more. So thank you so much, Mr. Scotty Polachek and Susan, because she is a wonderful person working hard behind the scenes. So Scotty Polachek, NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle Drag Racer, one of many conversations still yet to come. Y'all stick in, and once again, I want to make sure we give a big shout out to Pablo Gonzalez Racing for making today's session possible. I cannot do this without your support. Uh, we are loading these to YouTube as well, so make sure you jump over to YouTube, support me there. Um, without that support, I can't go anywhere and I can't do this, so thank you so much. Thank you so much, Scotty Polachek. Thank you so much, Susan Polachek. And thank you so much, Pablo Gonzalez Racing. Y'all have a good day. I shall be back.